Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. To the Cosmic Fire Podcast. We just made a couple people in Portland throw up in their uh, jeans. (laughs) In their expensive jeans. If you hate listening to people being in love and being happy, you should probably turn this off right now. Dude, turn this shit off right now. (laughs) If you don't want to listen to me giggle, turn it the fuck off. (laughs) There's some good fear porn playing on CNN right now, Sunday fear porn. Yeah, yeah. Just bow down in front of your television and (laughs) get bitter. You remember when... (laughs) Okay, I know you got a whole agenda, so I'm going to try not to hijack it. But you remember when um, I suggested that people just uh, replace the words wear a mask when some, <laughs> like, you know, important people like celebrities and politicians were telling you to wear a mask with obey your masters. And I was like, yeah. hey, if you just substitute those three words for those three words, you'll get the message. And a lot of people got really offended. Yeah. They were like crying and like, you know, throwing little um, twigs and stuff at me (laughs) and being like, you're a meanie. Yeah. They were like, my daddy told me to wear a mask and I always do whatever my mommy and daddy tell me to do. (laughs) And you're a bad man for saying that I should think about that instead of just doing everything I'm told. Yeah. Why would I do that? I don't know. Maybe probably because wrong with me. I'm probably, you're a selfish prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've probably joined um, some kind of cult, you know? Yeah, you've yeah. probably been brainwashed. Yeah, by, by uh, <laughs> like Orange Man Bad. <laughs> Orange Man Bad brainwashed me. <laughs> Orange Man Bad got his own TV show. Dude. Called, pres- called President. 45th President. June 19, 1946. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think last time Keith came in, he was dropping uh, yeah, he's Donald a, Trump's birthday. He's Somebody's obs- birthday. He's a little obsessed with Donald Trump. Okay, yeah. nice. Because he was born on Eclipse. Oh, yeah. And we've got an Eclipse coming up. Oh, my God. He was born. Is this just a coincidence that we're talking about this? It might be. No coincidence. <laughs> might be part everything of a numbers, larger. Numbers connect everything. <laughs> Oh. Probably a larger conspiracy at work here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, because he was uh, our, our 45th president. Right. Was born on a Sagittarius lunar eclipse, total eclipse. Right. And we have a total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius coming up next week. All right. So for those astute listeners who can do some astrological math, and you probably figured out... Donald Trump's a Gemini. Bam. Is that why he's so psycho? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not only Gemini, but Sun, <laughs> North Node, and Uranus conjunct. Conjunct is midheaven too, basically. Whoa. I mean, he, he's here to just spew wild things out <laughs> both sides of his ass or whatever. His ample bottom. <laughs> that probably corresponds to the golden ratio, as we learned yesterday. <laughs> And we also learned that Nancy Pelosi has a picture of Donald Trump's ass as her screensaver 
on her computer because she's what? Secret, oh yeah she's secretly crushing you remember that whole twitter thing no yeah there's this whole twitter campaign about how Pelosi's secretly crushing on djt <laughs> which is really kind of gross now that i'm thinking about it, so i'm just Dude, we'll cancel can we whatever. just blow that whole thought form up <laughs> yeah yeah let's get back to your agenda <laughs> i'd like to officially apologize to all the listeners for putting that visual in their minds seriously no okay <laughs> <laughs> what if i said donald trump's the picture of donald trump's ass on pelosi's screensaver is he's wearing terry cloth lime green shorts oh that's really kind of cute yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> i can see why nance is into it yeah nance yeah, she needs something oh. man wow <laughs> Man, <laughs> I mean, all I she's mean, got is Gavin Newsom and you know millions <laughs> and millions of dollars in uh, shady investments that you know insider trading with her husband. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't even know like how people can take any of this shit seriously. It's a circus. It's just it's crazy. Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on this episode of Prison Planet, we're going to talk about. <laughs> The importance of communing with the earth. Oh, man. That's what came through when I was tuning into what is really um, the key uh, piece right now. And not just right now, but in general, you know, I mean, we're kind of laughing and making fun of like the stuff that we see put out in the mainstream media or social media or shit that we're hearing from peers. And it is laughable. The ridiculousness of it cannot be denied. And yet it has these really horrifying consequences in the world when we don't actually look at this shit. So um, something that's been coming through a lot lately is one of the ways that we can get clear of some of this uh, clutter in our psychic space, emotional space, spiritual space, in our bodies or whatever, uh, wherever those uh, pollutants might be found, is to get back to reality. And one of the best ways of doing that is just dropping into communion with the earth, the realms of nature, our bodies, because our bodies never forgot, you know, they're totally hardwired to do this stuff. And the only thing that stops our awareness of that is the layers and layers and layers of brainwashing and programming, indoctrination and trauma, um, which is a lot. You know, yeah. um, but the main point is that we all have access to these tools and it's the fastest way of getting direct knowledge and clear answers. Just being in touch with the earth or being in our bodies? Both. Okay. Yeah. Our bodies are an extension of the earth, right? So yeah. you can access your connection to the earth through feeling what's happening in your body. And if you have trouble feeling your body, you can access that through imagining that you're connecting with the earth or simply just going and sitting on the earth outside. Cool. Yeah. So anyway. You know, can I jump in yeah, there yeah. for a sec? That thing we were watching last night. So we were watching um, one of your favorite uh 
I don't know, teachers, Mark Passio. Yeah. Um, and he was doing something on on anarchists and fake fake ass anarchists. Fake ass anarchists. Yeah. And the he started out the part of the presentation that I saw with, you know, basically saying that all of the people that pretend to be anarchists but aren't really um, are re- actually religionists and they're into some kind of religion, some kind of belief system rather than direct gnosis, right? Right. And, and the first thing he talked about, which was the root of all of these other religions, including scientism, which, you know, obviously we're seeing a huge scientism, you know, as, as the growing power, religious power in the world, right? But as ego identification, and mm-hmm. he specifically had a slide showing, I think, a brain inside a prison cell cage and talking about how these people are all trapped in their heads. And it reminded me of William Blake's ideas about forgiveness and imagination. And um, Blake actually defined the devil as error coming from reasoning and ego identification, like identification with and I did a lot of research to, you know, back when I discovered this to try to figure out like, well, what does that really mean? I'm going to look up the etymologies of the words. And what I came with is like ego identification actually starts in childhood with this image that's placed on you by your parents, family, teachers, etc. And then we grow up and have to try to maintain this image because we believe it's us. But, you know, what Passio was saying, and I think what we've seen with clients, etc. and with our own work is that to the extent we're trapped in that ego identification, we're not embodied. We're like these disembodied minds, you know, floating around. And then that's that makes us prey to all sorts of negative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And something I see in my work all the time is people leave their body. They're not taking up their space and then that leaves room for other shit to move into their space. So if you're not taking up your power center, I think we talked about this in the last podcast and I talked about the power up medit or was that yeah. in the new moon report? Well, yeah. if you're listening to this, you should probably go listen to both of those yeah. because I talked about it in one of them. <laughs> Good time to get the new moon report because we did talk a lot about this eclipse coming up on May 26th. Yeah. And specifically like what the, you know, Jupiter's involvement in that eclipse and what we need to know about Jupiter to work with it. And that power up meditation is great. Yeah. Yeah. We're putting out great stuff. If we can just toot our own horns. about it. (laughs) So what were we talking about? Oh, right. You were talking about, yeah. Ego identification, how people get stuck in these belief systems of, who they even are, you know, they start to associate themselves with the role that they play in the world or how they dress or all this other stuff. It has nothing to do with who they really are and what they're doing here. And that is, it is an error. It is incorrect. And it does lead to evil. So it's one thing to like not know and then just make mistakes because you're learning and growing. And I wouldn't even call that a mistake. You know, a child's learning how to walk. They fall down. Would you say, oh, you fucked up. You made a mistake. No, they're just learning. So there's a difference, right, between falling down because you're learning something versus, you know, repeating the same 
harmful patterns over and over and over again and thinking like, oh, well, it's fine, you know, doesn't really matter. No, it matters. So um, one of the ways that we can get out of these stuck patterns, and I think we all have a lot of them that we're working on, you know, and so I always recommend to people just work on one thing at a time, you know, or a couple things that have something in common. Um, Don't try to go all in hardcore cold turkey on every single stuck habit and pattern in your life because you will not be able to create a sustainable habit or a new way of being in that way. If you're a fire sign, feel free to just get up and go to the bathroom now and come back in about a minute or two. (laughs) Fire signs, you kind of get a pass on this one. Just do everything all the time and just see what sticks. Um, And, you know, that could work for any of us, right? We could try a bunch of things and then, but just know that maybe only one or two are going to stick and then be consistent and then you can try again and throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks again. But, um, or you could just stack the spaghetti sauce. (laughs) What Um, happened? (laughs) What happened? So this thing where we get stuck and we get stuck in... Um, situations, relationships, dead-end jobs, like, um, and these mental loops, like, so it happens in bigger cycles in our life, but also, like, on the microcosmic, like, as we're just going about our day, sometimes we get stuck in a negative mental loop. So in any of those situations, it's really helpful to just stop and take the time to connect with the present moment and what is real and what is really happening in this moment. And one way we can do that is through breath, through feeling the sensations in our body, feeling into the connection that we have with the earth, the realms of nature. And then from there, we will actually be able to get clear on what the right action is to take. Because I know I do, you know, I'm, I'm, saying this stuff and I also know from personal experience like so many times I've like been stuck in my head about something and then when I stopped and took a breath and got present I realized man I don't even need to be thinking about this right (laughs) this is not what I'm supposed to be doing right now and um you know who does that benefit not us not us. So, you know, there's reasons why we don't want to get present and feel what we're feeling in our bodies. There's reasons why we go into this avoidance space of, oh, I just got to get more information about that. If I could just take another class or then I'll know enough to be able to do the thing I know I need to do. Or or then people go the other way of like just totally checking out into like woo-woo mysticism, you know. So whether you tend to be like, oh, I'm just going to meditate forever and then never actually do anything about it. Or, oh, I'm just going to like read books about it and then never actually do anything about it. Neither one of those approaches, like whether you're tending toward the more left brain or right brain, is really going to create positive change in your (laughs) life or in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, but probably if you... You have to. Yeah. You know, you absolutely have to. I mean, you kind of don't, I guess. But, you know, if you want to have a fulfilling life and do what you came here to do, 
Yeah. If you want to actually be an educated, enlightened being who is affecting real change, you have to actually do something. You can't just be like, oh, I know I should get out of this abusive relationship and then never do anything about it. Just because you know doesn't mean that you're doing anything. You know, you're not... Knowing isn't enough. Knowing is not healing. Information is not healing. You know, what's healing is processing that information and then doing something about it, you know? Yeah, and uh, I mean, I just want to throw in here too, like you said, we've all got, you know, we've all got these programs, these ego identification kind of uh, different modules or whatever, you know, fitted to your race, gender, socioeconomic upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's something we all have to deal with, right? And I really feel like, you know, this is the time to give yourself a pass on the past and be like, okay, because, you know, a really great matrix program is, oh, well, you haven't done anything about your abusive relationship or your shitty job or whatever, for 40 years or 30 years or 60 years or whatever. So there's no sense in trying now because you're just a failure. You're just a loser, you know? And so it's, it's like important to recognize that we're, we've all chosen to come into this space where we get trapped in our heads and we get trapped inside these mental programs. And then we, it generates all this trauma, you know, that then, we don't want to be in our bodies because we'll have to feel the trauma if we go into our bodies, right? Yeah. So, you know, no blame, no shame there. And also, if you don't move forward now, you may not only be dooming yourself and your children to hell on earth for as long <laughs> as you're here, they're here. But like everybody on the planet, I mean, this is like the it's the greatest time in the history of the world to be here, as challenging as it is, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I feel like, well, I want to know, like, how do I take action? What's the what's the right action to take there? Yeah, uh, I think you brought up a really good point with the with the cycles of or with the trauma. And um, something I've noticed is like there's these cycles of healing um, that people can get stuck in. You know, it's like you have to recognize that there's a problem first. Right. Then you have to actually take the time to heal it. And then at some point you have to say, okay, I'm going to move on. Even if I don't feel ready, you know, at any point you might not feel ready to face your demons, to kick them the fuck out and then to move on with your life. Like at any point it could feel like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Well, yeah, you're not going to know how until after you do it and then because every situation is unique you know and this is a this is another famous trap you know as far as like associating with the past or being stuck in the past or not being present um with what is and what the power of the present moment you know how many people have read the power of now millions probably right how many people are living the power of now like, this is what we're talking about. It's not enough to read the book. You have to actually apply it to your life. And so... Keith, I, Keith just buzzed in on the intercom. He said 13 <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. <laughs> there are 13 people. Well, but 
you know, maybe a higher or lower estimate than uh, you thought. Or, yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Keith's Keith. Right? So, <laughs> what yeah, does he know? Um, yeah. He's kind of a savant with those things, though. He is. He's good with numbers. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I would love to just be like, okay, this is how we make those decisions and take those steps. But I can't actually tell anyone else how to do the thing that they need, that they know they need to do. Only they know that. And they are going to create what that is through their own inner genius, their creativity. And they might get like a, an inspiration from an external source. Something might kind of spark something, but it has to spark something inside of them for that to be really authentic. You know, and that is where we reclaim our power of being able to create change for ourselves and change in the world. Yeah, another trap that I hear, I've heard so many times is, if I just knew what I should do, what I was supposed to be doing, or if I just knew what my purpose was in this lifetime, then I could do it. And it's like, you know, and I respect, look, everybody's got a different chart and I respect for some, for some people, that's a harder thing to know that mentally, but ultimately none of us knows what our purpose is until we start living it, you know, yeah. until we start taking action based on, I tune in, what is the best action for me to take right now? If, is there an action to take? And I listen to my body. I feel what, whether I'm getting a yes or a no, and then I act on it. That's yeah. the only way we're going to, and you know, I mean, we may get to the end of our life and still not know, well, I don't know. Was that my purpose or not? Yeah. You know, but what I, what I know and what you know, and what people who are actually on the path of healing and then, you know, bringing goodness and truth and beauty into the world what they know is that it ultimately doesn't matter because you don't have to live. You don't have to fear death and you don't have to live in a constant state of remorse, regret, you know, shamefulness, um, all the things that come from suppressing your life energy. Right. Yeah. As long as you just check in and you're like, well, this is the best thing I know to do now there. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's a process of discovery. It's exciting. It's like an experiment. It's like real science. You know, it's like we're it's like we are discovering mysterious truths. Of, I mean, they're not really mysterious. They're written on everything. They're there for anyone who has eyes to see. But we have to open our eyes and be curious and look around and listen and tune in, you know, and that can only be accessed in the present moment. And present with our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The end. <laughs> that's all I got. That was a short one. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, I think that is a, I think we brought up some really good points. So if I could just go back and, and give us some props, like that thing of like figuring out how to do it. It's true. You're not going to know how you did it until after you did it. And then, you might be able to apply some of the same strategies, but the situation will be different. And so how you apply it, how you work with it is going to be different by on a case-by-case -case basis. And the simple steps that you described of 
just stop, get present, tune in, you know, ask a really clear question, you know, a real question. <laughs> like, yeah. like, do I need to be thinking about this right now? Well, my body said no. So there I go. I, then, yeah. And now I just follow through on that. Yeah. You know? You know, I talk a lot about Edgar Casey's Casey's Law. Edgar Casey, the Sleeping Prophet, American, American mystic, the great American mystic. If you don't know about him, but also um, a one member of my old sign, so zodiac sign of Pisces. <laughs> but he Casey's law was in the application comes the awareness, and he channeled that over and over in the thousands of readings he did. And it's basically like, you know, you ask a question, or you get a sign, you tune in, you get a message, act on it. Yeah. And then the next part, the next message will come act on it. And that, you know, that's how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a breadcrumb trail of energy that you just follow. You just tune in and follow it and it's fun. Yeah. You know, and you learn more every time and then you can look at the result. What is the result? The results will never lie. You'll see clearly the effects in your life. Okay. Fire signs. Um, there's a lag sometimes. I just want you to know that because I didn't know that at first and it really fucked me up. I'm like, wait, I just did that meditation for seven days in a row. Why hasn't everything where's, in my life changed? Where's my miracle? <laughs> yeah. So just what, that's for the fire signs. Yeah. So it takes time for everything to line up and, and come together, fall into place. But it is the, because, and it's also the aggregate, you know, it's not enough to just do something once and yeah something wonderful might happen that one time but you know if you look at like all of the actions that you've taken in your life that's what's going to be creating what happens in the future everything that you are doing now everything you're thinking everything you're feeling eventually that's all going to add up to what you see in the future so it's important to understand it takes a um, consistent application and it doesn't have to be overwhelming or hard, but it does take that level of consistency because you do need, um, you know, the numbers, so to speak. You need like um, to have a quantum of something not just one not just a one-time thing but you need the numbers right to be able to to see the effect so you can see the effects of what you have in your life now is based on what you've thought and done in the past so if you want to see something new in the future then you can start building you know just Stacking up those actions, stacking up those, you know, and yes, positive thoughts are important and knowledge is important and processing feelings and things like that is important and the actions are important. So uh, the more we get those actions built up, then the more we're going to see, oh, wow, I love my job. I love my relationships. I love the, you know, things that are the state of mind that I'm in most of the time. Most of the people can't even stand to be in their own heads because it's so painful. Yeah, that was me when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I me mean, too. I, I was just like when I started when I discovered alcohol, which I didn't start drinking until I was like almost twenty one. 
But I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill my brain and be out of my brain. You know, and if I if I die, I mean, I never plan. So I'm like 20 years into the bonus period of my life at this point, you know, but I, I was serious. I, it was hell. I didn't want to yeah. live in hell, you know, and so yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And also continuing to just numb out with Internet, you know, smoking dope, drinking beer, wine, you know, whatever, all the things that we numb out with. Right. It's never going to get better. Yeah. No, it's like you're not going to enjoy the result of that. Or maybe you will. Hey, if you if you enjoy that, if you enjoy that uh, pain and numbing out, then enjoy Uh, I'm not here to tell you not to do it, but I am saying if you want to experience something different in the future, like it's really clear, simple formula. You know, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to be for every single situation in your life, but you can apply these same basic principles to anything. And it really is that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that practice thing, I think, is just like, it's so essential. And it's like, you know, there's a big, um, the one of the big matrix programs is, well, I should have started that when I was 25. And so now it's too late, because if I have to just start that now, and it takes a long time, and, you know, it's just, it's too late, I might as well just go load, reload the bong, you know, and just, uh, (laughs) uh, turn on some TV or whatever. But I mean, uh, we're doing, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your soul. You know, if you have to come back and do another 20 or 2000 lifetimes, you know, at least you'd like to come back the next time with a little bit more of a head start. Right. And also miracles do happen. And, and, you know, we talked about this with maybe Margarita Alcantara, um, I don't remember. But but yeah, but it like this idea that this is a time when a lot of people are going to be kind of catching up yeah. or, or experiencing really rapid spiritual growth because yeah. the conditions on the planet. I mean, it's like a pressure chamber, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, I would definitely encourage people like just start right now. Do yeah. it, you know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, miracles do happen all the time. I mean, I feel like. My life has been saved multiple times due to miraculous, you know, synchronistic things happening. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that, but I cannot count on that to be my daily practice. Like, I just hope I can teleport out of this situation. <laughs> you know, it's like, that would be, I would love to, for that to happen again, but, um, but yeah, the chances of that happening again are pretty slim, and I don't want to be in that situation where that ha- that it took for that to happen. Yeah, you better not teleport <laughs> out of this situation. Um, I'm going to be a little bit upset. <laughs> but yeah, it's never too late, and you, you know, you don't know what kinds of things can suddenly shift in your life. Like we have no idea. And I think as we get to this point of more and more people waking up, more and more people just courageously stepping into their gifts and being like, well, I'm going to live a life of purpose, regardless of if I know that that's the purpose yeah. for of yeah. my soul mission or not. Like, I want to have a purposeful, meaningful life and something that I feel proud of you know it's never too late to do that yeah yeah all right so i just want to end on a positive note yeah just 
rant for a second. Okay. <laughs> doing what's popular is not what we're talking about. You know, so I, I just like one of the things that I've seen so much in the last year. And again, here's here's a big permission slip for everybody. The brainwashing psyop mind control stuff that we have lived through in the last 15 to 18 months is so over the top crazy. You know, I mean, it took both of us months to dig out from under the initial bombardment of the whole COVID thing and start to feel like a little bit steady in, you know, knowing what we know. And we've done a lot of work on all this kind of stuff for years. Right. So big permission there. If you got hoodwinked, and also, you know, there's such a uh, thing. There's this the social media thing is just so deadly, man. I mean, it's so much of a popularity contest. It's like we've turned the world into junior high school everywhere for all ages. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, I support Black Lives Matter. You know, no. Okay. You can support Black Lives Matter. Do you support black lives though because you know it's like people are like oh well if i just donate 10 bucks to this organization you know that says black lives matter and i post a black square on my social media that's the same as caring as care as caring about people who are african-american right it's not it's not the same in fact when you send ten dollars to act blue and that gets turned into all of these eight, eight Agent provocateur, how do you say that in English? Agent provocateurs, mm -hmm. you know, who are like actually putting black Americans in a bad light, increasing racism, burning down black owned businesses, you know, and like creating all this havoc. It's like you got all these people like Breonna Taylor's family, you know, coming out and saying, we haven't seen a penny from yeah. all of these protests, but the black lives matter founder, you know, just bought four houses worth of female. And you know, that's just one, that's the tip of the iceberg of corruption. And it's, it's the same thing with the COVID thing, man. Oh, well I wear a mask, you know, because, um, that shows that I, and basically what people are doing is, is there are these messages out there. If you don't, if you refuse in quotes, the vaccine in quotes, right. If you refuse to take this experimental gene therapy, that hasn't been tested adequately, that has all these adverse effects. So then you were a white privilege, bad person, you know, which I haven't even been able to understand the, the supposed logic for that one, but whatever. The fact is you're not doing good by poisoning yourself, right? You're not doing good, but you, but it makes you look good because you can say, Oh, well, see, I'm not like a white privilege. I'm somebody who cares about, minority. So I took the vaccine and I'm going to give the vaccine to my kids to show that I care even more. Yeah. You know, it's like being, doing what's popular is not the same as doing what's right. And, you know, if you know people who are like throwing shade at you because you didn't, you, you don't want to take this experimental gene therapy or because whatever, whatever, you're not out at protests, you know, you can just like look at them and say, Hey, look, you know what, what you're doing is not helping. What you're doing is not putting good into the world. You're just trying to make yourself look good. And I'm just so sick of that whole thing of people being like, Oh, well I do what they tell me to do. I obey my masters. And so that means I'm a good person. No, it doesn't. You doing yeah. what you came here to do. You doing what's right. What's true. 
what brings beauty and goodness into the world is what makes you a good person. There's nothing beautiful about that whole mess. There's nothing beautiful about it. And then the people who buy into it and, you know, invest their time and their energy supporting these systems with their belief. Because the belief is, let's be real, the only thing that keeps this bullshit going is our belief in it, you know? So you... I lost what I was going to say about that. Well, uh, let let me keep ranting then, and it'll it'll probably come (laughs) back to you. You know, it's just the... We're at a, we are at this crucial time in history and we can't afford a bunch of people who are like so afraid of being disapproved of that you're going to do all these things that make you look at, all I'm saying is we need to be honest about, am I doing this because this is what I tuned into my body and what we were talking about earlier, right? I got grounded i got centered in my body and i asked a yes or no question and my body said yes that is the most helpful good beautiful true thing to do or am i doing it because i don't want to look bad Mm -hmm. and and all i'm trying to say is the pressure to go along to join the bully crowd or the in crowd is so huge i remember when that blackout square thing was happening on twitter for you know hashtag blm there was a part of me that wanted to do that just to be yeah. like, or, or a part of me that wanted to post about black lives matter just to be cool and to show that I care about black people because yeah. I have a lot of, there are a lot of black people. I'm just going to say, it, I have black friends and I like them. Oh, oh you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> I probably just, I'm an insurrectionist now, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's like the the pressure is huge and also if you really care about black people go fucking you find a poor black family somewhere and give them your car yeah or go cook for them or drive them to whole foods and spend your whole foods allowance that you spend every week on that family so they have some good organic food and i'm yeah. talking about like i grew up in you know flint michigan and detroit and when i lived in downtown detroit you had to drive several miles to get to a store that even had fresh produce that had anything that wasn't in a can yeah you know so if you really care go help somebody yep. don't say you care by like posting something on your social media Ugh. <laughs> <I'm> done <laughs> because it's uh. a lie it's a lie it's like you want to be popular you don't want to get you know, attacked, you don't want to be ostracized and that's understandable, but that is not the same as doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I agree a hundred percent. Also like the levels of hypocrisy on this shit is just unfucking believable because, you know, people are saying, well, you know, it's not just about like supporting black people. It's about like, the police violence and how the police are killing all these black people. It's like, okay, so you're all about defunding the police. Then why do you pay taxes exactly? And why are you going to call the cops when, when some shit goes down? Yeah. You know, because these are the same kinds of people that just go running to mommy or daddy of government or police to to help them you know it's like they're totally fucking dependent on the state 
Yeah. You know, it's like they're not going to take any of this shit into their own hands. And that's like that's the thing that I think is annoying about it. Yeah. It's like if you really think that there's a problem with police violence, then you stop supporting the police. You stop calling the police. Stop yeah. calling the police on yeah. people. I mean, somebody who's like a, a, I was talking to who's a really vocal like Black Lives Matter, defund the police, anti-capitalism, blah, 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 the patriarchy, meow, 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 was telling me a story and laughing about she was so high that she thought somebody was breaking into her house and she was going to call the police on them. And, and she was, but she was, she wasn't laughing that she was like going to call the police and how she's a fucking hypocrite. She was laughing because she's so high that she was really worried that somebody was breaking into her house. But it was her, she had left her, somehow her electric toothbrush was on and <laughs> she thought somebody was drilling into her house. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Now you're telling me what's wrong with my, uh, okay, okay, okay. The problem though with this kind of mentality is that it's wrong and it's also, it's ugly. Their minds and their worlds are ugly. They're totally out of alignment with nature and, and the earth and, and what is correct and true. Because what is correct and true is always beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. they prefer to be in an ugly prison cell in their minds. Yeah. You know, banging on the bars and saying, Daddy, don't hit mommy. You know, it's like. No, dude, you need to get out of the prison, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, but we just need to paint the walls a different color and then everybody will be equal and free. It's like, no, we yeah. need to abolish all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I love what Mark Passio was saying in the, you know, the anarchy thing is that real anarchy just means a system, you know, or a state where we, ha we're not subject to masters. There are no masters, there are no yeah. rulers. Right. But in order to be able to have that system, you have to have a populace with morals, with yeah. a populace who understands natural law and is motivated to do what's right. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, yeah, it's, it feels like sadly we're a long way away from being able to self govern, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just feels like people we've gotten so pathetic and we've been so brainwashed, et cetera. But we got, if we don't start now, when are we going to start? You know? And there's, there's just a lot of laziness, you know, Oh, if I just write all these rants on Instagram, then that makes me a good person. No, yeah. it doesn't. Well, and fear, if the, you know, I, I think that laziness comes from fear too. It's like, I don't really trust myself. You know, I haven't done the work. I don't have a practice. Yeah. I'm not in touch with the earth. I'm not in my body. Yeah. So, you know, well, how can I, I've got to just go? Well, I got to find the people that I, you know, that are the coolest people or the smartest people or whatever, which is the whole belief in scientism. You know, it's like right. so much of what is, you know, follow the science, trust the science. It's like, that's not science. Yeah, where'd this science come from? Yeah. Oh, this government-funded program? It just drives me I'm crazy. I'm sure the government has no vested interest in the outcome of anything that is being published from yeah. those studies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
Oh man. Yeah. So if you're ready to if you're ready to show up and be a real person, we're gonna be back <laughs> with another podcast. And if you're not, you know, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> you know, I, I just I want to say to whoever listened to this to to the podcast thus far, um, if you're hate listening, I bless you anyway because you made it this far. <laughs> But, oh, but, you but know, hate, you know, can, hate can warm you up temporarily. <laughs> hate can warm your cold, cold, you know, frozen heart. Well, yeah, maybe you could channel some of that anger into taking right action. You know, if something that we said like really rubbed you the wrong way or pissed you off, like, can you use that to actually do something? Oh, you mean like gossip? <laughs> <laughs> Call up one of our one of your friends. Talk shit about Did me. Did you hear what they said? <laughs> oh my god. They're so uh, horrible. They don't. You know they, they, they're not going along with anything that's popular. I mean, if you read what Chrissy Teigen or whatever her name is, <laughs> you know, some pedophile <laughs> model on Twitter, right? If you read what she said, she said we all have to keep wearing masks <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. She oh should God. know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I thought we should probably close before we. Uh, is there anybody I'm else exhausted. we need to? I'm exhausted. Yeah. That was a that was a lot of really angry ranting. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't it, that, that was angry. Just a tip, <laughs> my baby. That was the tip of the iceberg of rage. <laughs> Tune in next week when DK really lets it go. Um yeah, I wanted to say though if you um are listening to this if you're following us if you like supporting us please go to cosmicfire.org go to our shop buy something or just shoot us a donation or just like this podcast share it with your friends um you can sign up to be a member of our site or our forum and we love sharing stuff um for free and we also love getting donations and having people buy some of the stuff that we put out yeah yeah good stuff too yeah i mean if social media is junior high school we're both junior high school dropouts at this point so (laughs) um you know you got to share it with your other uh friends in the black market uh because that's how it is these days (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm gonna tell you i don't have to say anything you're a doctor i'm a doctor too all right. All right. We love you. We'll see you soon. See, we really Thanks for have... keeping it real. Oh, you're welcome. No, I'm, ta- you. I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do my best. <laughs> All right. Um, this is, you've been listening to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. We'll see you uh, very see soon. See you next time. Bye. Bye.